Welcome to the Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast. Working in the early years is busy, funny, messy and exhausting. Join me, Shana, and the rest of the Twinkle EYFS team as we talk honestly about our experiences as practitioners, teachers and professional nappy changers. Whether you're listening to increase your CPD hours or catching up on our antics whilst driving home from work, Twinkle EYFS will share everything you need to know about all things early years. Hello, wonderful listeners. It's Shana here from Twinkle Talks EYFS. And today we're going to be talking all about how we look after ourselves. Yes, we're going to be talking about that buzzword, well-being, but we've got a wonderful, happy teacher coach called Jessica Joan, who's going to come and tell us all about it. But before we get there, let's have a look at our new segment that we've introduced called Twinkle Talks Top 3. episode we decided to talk about our top three crisp flavors so we put a little poll out on our social media to find out what crisps early years practitioners really really love and the results were quite interesting so 368 of you took part thank you and we've had loads of different flavors come up the most interesting ones being pickled onion uh, maybe steak, sriracha sound yummy, but the weirdest one was broccoli. Now, I don't know if they're meaning like broccoli flavoured crisps or just they don't like crisps, they'd rather munch on a raw piece of broccoli. Who knows? But seven of you actually said you'd like that, so who knows? I've never seen any broccoli crisps. If you voted for liking them, can you let me know where to get them? I'd like to try them, I think. But out of 368 votes, our top three crisp flavours for early years practitioners were in third place, ready salted with 17% of the vote. In second place, cheese and onion with 28%. And in first place, and our top flavour is salt and vinegar with 32% of the vote. I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty surprised. I really like the meaty flavoured ones, like your beef, your steak, your bacon, but apparently I'm the only one. Prawn cocktail was close with 11% as well. And I'm really surprised Pringles sour cream was at the bottom with like 0.3%. What's going on here, guys? Thank you if you took part in our vote. It's always interesting to find out what we like to nibble on. And I look forward to our next Twinkle Talks top three. Thank you for that. That Now I'm really hungry. But yeah, let me know about those broccoli crisps. That sounds interesting. I've heard of like parsnip crisps and beetroot crisps, but they're like the actual vegetables. I don't know. Just let me know. I'm intrigued. So now we're going to get on to our main event of the episode. We're going to be talking to the wonderful Jessica Joan of the Happy Teacher Coach. And this topic is obviously not new to early years practitioner. Staff well-being is a real challenge for all of us. And I think it's important to see how we can help each other look after ourselves. 
So without further ado, let's listen to what Jess has to say. Thank you so much for coming on to our podcast and having a wonderful chat with me today about well-being. Jessica Joan is the founder, no less, of the Happy Teacher Coach. How yeah, are I you? am. Yes, you are. You get it. Yes. <laughs> so please uh, tell us about yourself and uh, all the work that you do. Um, so I am a primary school teacher part-time currently working in year one but also on the side I am a Happy Teacher Coach so I focus on teacher well-being and how to manage the delightful <laughs> um I'm trying to think of nice ways to put this the delightful workload and other bits like that that can be quite um stressful and overwhelming in teaching after my own experience of burnout a few years ago now would you be open to telling us about your experience? Yeah, yeah. The whole reason why I wanted to do this was because I know I'm not the only person who has ever felt this way. And with everything that I have learned and through my um, my studies and my qualifications to become a coach, I've learned so much more about well-being and self-care and things like that. So my whole mission really, I suppose, was if I can do it, I want to help others to do it as well. After seeing so many of my other friends go through their own struggles and be signed off work and things like that. So it's about, um, well, to be fair, I've struggled with it the whole the whole of my teaching career in about, how long have I been teaching now? Probably about 11 years. Mm. Gosh. And <laughs> right from the beginning, like I remember that first term in teaching, burnt out really mm-hmm. poorly. I wasn't signed off then, but I completely burnt myself out. The thing is, I'm so passionate about teaching. I love what I do, so I just threw myself into it. But I've realised along the way that I have a bit of a perfectionistic trait, shall mm-hmm. I say, mm. and I like to please people. Mm-hmm. So the, <laughs> those little characteristics of mine did lead me to experience burnout and other things that were going on in school also contributed to it as well but it was things like not being able to sleep crying all the time eating not eating migraines all those Mm. things just led me to to have a breakdown essentially to the point where I had to go into hospital and I've now got a lifelong gut disease from it but I am grateful for that experience which I know sounds really odd but it's meant I've completely changed my life Mm. Um, and so for that I am really grateful because I knew at that point it had happened three times this burnout this the feelings of burnout should I say it happened three times and on that third time it was like almost like a wake-up call to be like Jess something's mm. not right here what's going on like you've got to change something um, it was almost like yeah a wake-up awakening moment to be like I've got to change something here this isn't working Wow. Well, thank you, first of all, for being so open with us and sharing that story, because obviously that's something that's really important to be open and honest. But also, I'm really pretty sure that sadly, it's not a unique story. Yeah, I know. A lot of us, I mean, I can say from myself, I experienced burnout in my job as a teacher to the point where I actually couldn't do the job anymore, which is why I work for Twinkle, you know, so... Part of that is because I have an underlying autoimmune disease, suspected. I'm still going in the hospitals and doing I the checks, you. right? Gut disease, yeah. there you go, preach. Yeah. You. But that had such a massive impact on my health. But the job 
made it worse. Mm-hmm. It was the constant on the go. It mm-hmm. was the job where you start at seven in the morning to do work before you start work because when you're at work you can't actually do the work that you are employed to do the work for because you're looking after kids and then you actually get to do the work after work to catch up on the work that you should have done before the work was done right I mean that was there was some crazy times right it's they're long days they're really hard they're long days and especially in early years and year one like yourself are they're very physical days you know our children do not sit still which is a blessing and also a curse and it was just it was just unsustainable for me and I got to a point where I was so poorly I was in hospital all the time I couldn't look after myself and it was just like Mm. you say I had to get to that point of right I actually need to make a decision Mm. and leaving was the best decision for me Mm -hmm. but of course we've still got wonderful practitioners wonderful teachers that are still in the job and we we don't want to get them to that choice you know it's a shame that we had to make that choice and we've had to suffer those but we want to help practitioners and teachers hopefully not get to that point yeah and I just instantly thought of you as the best person to to do this because obviously I've listeners won't know this yet but I know Jess because we've met when I was a teacher anyway I've got my really good friend Tara who's a a teacher and a coach and she introduced me to you on all the Facebook lives and all the you know advice that you give out and it was really nice just to be like oh okay oh this isn't just me I'm I'm not not coping with the job this is a reality that we all face in such a challenging but yet rewarding Mm. job so I wanted to ask you obviously you've been coaching teachers and practitioners and obviously from your own experience what kind of things do early as practitioners struggle with in particular in terms of well-being and the job like you were just saying our lovely littles that we teach like you said they're so active Mm. and part of that job is constantly keeping the energy up keeping them entertained let's go 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 smiley face you know I always say I'm a performing monkey because you're just like literally that just what came into my head yeah with Disney princesses superheroes yeah yeah Yeah. so it's having the energy and when you're not feeling it it's like long days long hours workload then someone will say something to you and it'll be like just like a kick in the gut being like oh okay this is another thing to do or whatever a parent comes in and It can get so much, can't it? So when you are feeling fatigued, low on energy, that makes the day a struggle. Mm -hmm. The workload as well. It's crazy, isn't it? The workload is crazy. Like yesterday, I was in school from half seven. I had to force myself to leave at six o'clock and I've still got work to do at home. And it's like, how is this possible to be able Mm. to do it all? It's not. It's not. Mm -mm. It's not. And there's got to be points where, like I did last night, it's like, I've got to go now. I can't do anymore. I'm going to go. So it's finding, not finding the time, but having the time to do things that you want to do outside of school. Because Mm. I don't know if you were the same, but when I first became a teacher, it almost became my identity. And teacher Jess was just everything. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was Miss Walker and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of took over my life as such. So finding the time to do the things that make you happy, that's a big struggle because of the workload, because of the demands, because of 
everything else that comes with the job, you know, doing the observations, observations yeah, all that, yeah. you know, and marking, photos, assessment, assessment reading. Yeah. Rah, rah, yeah. Rah. yeah. It just gets on top of you, it doesn't does. it? And it's it just... does. And it's a shame because I know for myself and probably for yourself, you go into the job because you want to make a difference and you enjoy working with children and you love the excitement of teaching as well. Like seeing them get really excited about their new topics and learning new things. Like my nephew this morning, he was like, I'm learning about space. I'm like, amazing. What can you tell me about space? He's just so excited about it. And that's what lights you up. That's what gets you through the day sometimes, isn't it? 100%. It's a shame that fun and that enjoyment and that passion can be sucked out from the job because of the paperwork and the policies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think you're right that it's never the kids never is it doesn't matter you know if some have got you know difficult or challenging behavior or whatever it's the kids are what we're there for and that's probably why I stayed in for so long I'll be honest because it was 10 years I think if it wasn't for kids (laughs) ironically (laughs) as being teachers I wouldn't be in the job as long because I love it I mean even now I still do private tutoring because I love helping yeah And I think you touched on something really important earlier about you were talking about yourself, but I actually think it's true for all teachers. We're people pleasers. We are perfectionists. Yeah. And we're passionate about our jobs and about our children. Let's be honest. We would not be in this job if we were not passionate about our children. Absolutely not. Although they are amazing traits as people, of course, that is going to affect our well-being, isn't it? Because we're giving so much away but then forgetting to sort of fill our own cup, so to speak. So how would you advise someone in early years being able to look after ourselves within that sort of demanding workload that we we seem to have? Mm. (laughs) I think focusing on what you need to be able to be healthy, to be able to be happy as much as you can do, you know, because you can't always be happy. That would just be a bit weird, Mm -mm. wouldn't it? You know, if someone was always happy, I'd be like... yeah something's wrong (laughs) so yeah to be happy and healthy as much as you can so it's things like drinking enough water getting enough sleep I find that so hard I do find that really difficult in early years in key stage one because you are so on the go yes up on your feet da 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 here there and everywhere it gets to lunchtime you're like oh my goodness I haven't even had a drink right you forget to pee yeah absolutely my tea's gone cold from this morning's <laughs> early morning staff meeting I haven't even touched my water bottle and I haven't gone for a wee either and I'm like oh yeah so something <laughs> I did which I found really useful I've got a smartwatch, so it depends but on my smartwatch, I would set like a little reminder. So each hour, it would give me a little buzz to be like, take a sip of water. So it would just be that little gentle reminder to be like, okay, just go and have a sip of water. It doesn't have to be a big gulp. Just a little something to keep my cells hydrated, keep me going. Because I know if I don't drink enough, I'm useless. I get such bad headaches. I get cranky and so it's just those little basic things water eating as well having that lack of time sometimes when you're a teacher because you work late and you've still got more work to do you just want to eat something quick or you eat something quick during your lunch break because you're on the go doing this and the other you know having a bit of time to be like okay I'm going to give myself half an hour just to sit down and eat something will make such a world of difference and I know it's like oh, half an hour that's so much time right but I'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah making that time can make such a difference just to let your food go down because when you're eating and you're in the middle of I don't know marking your books or on your computer doing something else 
your brain's not focused on that digestive process. So you need to focus, you need to look at what you're eating and take that in because your brain doesn't know what's going on. Does that make sense? Like it's not, it's not aware of the digestive process going on because you are focusing on something else. I didn't know that. That's interesting. I thought it was just an automated system. Like, you know, you eat, (laughs) it does its thing, it comes back out (laughs) at the end. And also when you are in that stress response, your your digestive system shuts down. Mm. So if you are working during your lunch break and you're all het up after the morning and being like, right, I've got to get this ready, this ready, this ready. If you're in that stress response, you are not digesting your food properly at all. So you can have the healthiest salad that you could ever make that ain't healthy, hun, if you're in stress. Do you know, I'm thinking back to all those times when I was in a teacher, like, oh, I'll just have a smoothie for lunch because... I'm stressed and I literally have 10 minutes because so-and-so's kicked off on the playground and they're asking me to come off of my lunch <laughs> yeah. to go onto the playground to go and sort it out. Yeah. And the smoothie's just the easiest thing to do because I could just drink it on the go and actually thinking, well, actually, why am I not feeling better? Why am yeah. I not feeling energized? This is supposed to be healthy food. That's why. Yeah. That's not what actually I needed because I wasn't recognizing mm. the stress that my body was in. I'm learning so much already, Jen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so in terms of like, obviously we all know well-being is like mega important, but are there different types of well-being that we can do? Like does some types of well-being work for some people, but not for others? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're all different. We all like different things. So with my clients, I teach about well-being. I teach different self-care routines and practices. I offer this variety of things that they can do to support themselves because what I do, they might not like that Mm. and vice versa. So if I offer a variety, they can pick and choose what works best for them. Under kind of the umbrella of well-being, there are different pillars as such. You know, you've got your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, physical, but then you've also got spiritual, psychological. I'm thinking of the one for your job, occupational. There we go. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so things like your job, your your financial well-being all the there's so many different types I think with our job though a lot of it does come under like physical mental emotional and occupational well-being and potentially financial as well because I know when I was in a lot of stress your body automatically looks for something that is pleasurable and can take pain away so for me that was shopping and food (laughs) food oh my god yeah Binge, like binge. Yeah, binge, alcohol. Yeah. Smoking. Yeah, caffeine. Caffeine, oh my goodness, yeah. Shopping was a big one for me and I got into a lot of debt because I'd buy things, it felt good in the moment, but then I'd go back to feeling absolutely rubbish. Mm. Um, I was going to use a swear word then. But... <laughs> <laughs> we know um, which one. Insert yeah. your own, listeners, insert your own. <laughs> And I'd go back to feeling that way, but I'm making myself worse because I'm getting myself into debt, which is then heightening that stress response. So there are different pillars of well-being and it's kind of looking at each one individually and thinking, okay, well, what do I need in this area to feel better? You know? No, that's great. Actually, that's kind of sparked something in me. So can you give maybe an example of what each well-being pillar looks like? 
Yeah, so for example, you might have your physical well-being pillar. So for me, my sleep is so important. I know I need to have my eight hours sleep because otherwise I am so grouchy. Me too. So it's making sure I meet that need of eight hours sleep. So it might be, okay, my bedtime, I start getting ready for bed at nine o'clock and let's say I want to be in bed for half past nine, read a little bit of my book and then lights out at 10 like as an example so making sure I'm meeting that need in my physical for your mental one it could be taking some time to journal or meditate meditating for me is a need I I like to meditate each day because it helps me to keep grounded and stay calm and when I know I've got a busy day ahead I can envision myself being calm throughout the rest of the day you know yeah yeah financial you know setting yourself a target as such maybe to save I don't know 50 pounds this month or I'm going to stop buying coffees at Starbucks and save that little bit of money just little things like that that can gradually support your well-being on the whole you know Mm, I think that's really interesting actually because a lot of us me included, this is why I'm asking you these questions. You group well-being as into just like one thing, but mm. actually it's so much more than that. And yeah. it, I think it's important to break it down and actually think, well, hang on a minute, where in my well-being do I need to work on? What do I need to focus on? Because I think a lot of us, especially because, you know, especially at the beginning of the year, isn't it? you all make these New Year's resolutions, yeah. you all try and do all this and all this for your well-being. But the reason perhaps why we don't reach those goals is because we're not breaking it down into actually what that is. Yeah, And also when you were talking about your um, needs for your pillars, mine, as I was going through it in my head while you were talking, are different. So when you were saying physical well-being, well, to be fair, physical well-being, sleep, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also I, I would say maybe mental well-being. For me, I go on a walk every morning before I start nice. work. And yeah. people might say, oh, but hang on, walking, that's physical. It is, but for me, it's not. Like I, my goal out of that is not to walk an X amount of miles or burn an X amount of calories or it's not the physical for me. It's literally giving myself headspace on yes. that walk, mental space to just awake, uh, you know, get ready for the day. Like for me, that's a need, but it's a mental need kind of thing. So I think that's really good. And I think that'd be quite fun as a team, perhaps maybe to explore mm. that. Like if you're yeah. in an early years classroom or you're doing a staff meeting, I think that would be quite nice to do. Yeah, I really like that because you'll become more aware of other people's needs. Yeah. And, you know, we're all doing our best with what we can. But if we're more understanding of other people and their needs and what's going on in their lives, we've got that awareness of it and you can work together to support each other. So I think that's really powerful. Right. And isn't that what we do for our kids? Like, Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know what, we should do it for each other too. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we are their role models. So if they can see us looking after each other and supporting our own selves and looking after ourselves, they're going to take that on board. We've got something called mirror neurons in our brain. So when you are experiencing an emotion or feeling a certain way, people can mirror that from you. Oh, um, I can't remember the exact percentages, but it's it's really, really interesting. So your your happiness can have an impact on three people away. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Someone, someone's told me about this. Yeah, it's really interesting. So your happiness, your mood can affect people like three different people away. So, you know, you as a teacher 
will have an impact on the children and then they will go to their parents and then the parents will go to work do you know what I mean and that's that impact which I find fascinating it is isn't it it's also a little bit overwhelming like pressure you're like oh no but if I have a bad day (laughs) I've ruined three lots of people's lives today (laughs) you're like oh no (laughs) no don't don't want to you don't want to pressure yourself thinking, oh no, we're going to ruin everyone's days. Do you know what? Everyone has a bad day every mm. now and then. But being aware of it and why you are feeling like you're having a bad day, that self-awareness is the key to well-being really. You know, when we we're talking about different types of well-being, it's all about having an awareness of it. So being aware of what's making you have a bad day or what you need that's going to spark your well-being journey and you're going to be looking for ways to to further improve it and make yourself feel better and develop it even more because I've been doing this oh my goodness three years now I've been coaching which is amazing and my well-being journey has developed over time because each week or each month each year things change and that's okay you can change it it doesn't have to be strict or rigid you just go with the flow I like it. it. Yeah, Yeah, go with the well-being flow, listeners. Yes. Now, while we're on that, would you mind, for any of us perhaps who don't actually know where to start, have you got a couple of maybe ideas of exercises or things that our listeners could do to support those different areas in well-being? I think the big thing would be to be aware of your stress levels and your emotions. So maybe keeping like a little journal or um, you can get lots of different apps with like how you're feeling and you can just do like a, a slider on a happy face and a sad face and kind of have that but once you're aware of what it is that makes you feel stressed or feel overwhelmed or anxious having that awareness means you can do something about it so if it is things like feeling anxious on the way to work and you're rushing okay well, what could we do to to lessen those feelings of anxiety while you're in the car or walking to work or whatever so I think it's all about being aware of your inner feelings your inner thoughts and go from there if you know what your triggers are then we can do something about it so a little journal maybe would be Mm. really helpful and then you can develop further to what you said unite you like your walks those help you to kind of have some space our jobs are so full on and we make so many decisions in a day we need that bit of space to go oh okay I just need some peace I need some quiet and that's where my meditation time comes in for me and sometimes it is going for a walk but having that peace having that quiet makes such a difference to your day as well it really does and like you say like there's no right way to look after your well-being everyone's different it depends on what you enjoy and what you like doing and and again what those things are that do make you feel a certain way you know it could be people I've noticed since being aware of my moods that there are people out there who I call like energy vampires like yes like, stuff the life out on you like oh yeah I don't want that person in my life anymore but it, it came because I was aware of how I was feeling and then you kind of go back to me like okay well why was that oh we did this or I saw that person and this happened it's kind of you know Mm. it's a lot of um I don't want to say self-analysis but it is kind of looking inside and being curious I'd say being curious about yourself and your thoughts and your feelings because at the end of the day you're the most important person in your life and I know what we do is amazing and the children that we teach are also very important but 
you're the most important thing school will carry on if you're there or not yeah I think you've actually picked up on a lot of interesting points there so I wanted to ask energy vampires (laughs) as soon as we say that we all got someone in our head we all know okay yes And I think especially in schools, because it is such a stressful environment, people can feel that way about their own Mm -hmm. colleagues even. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask, what would you advise to us if you feel like you are working with an energy vampire? How can we protect our well-being from that kind of energy space? Because like you say, if we're working with them, we can't really get rid of them as much as we want to. As much as we... (laughs) (laughs) In in the nicest way possible. In the nicest way possible. But how do we, yeah, how do we protect ourselves from that kind of energy? Protecting yourself would be... So when we were talking earlier about defining what your needs are, because if you are in a space where you've had enough sleep, you know, you're feeling good, you've had a good breakfast, you're ready for the day. When you're feeling good, you are less likely to be zapped as such, because we want, we talk about, you know, having a full cup so that we can give to others. But actually, you want your cup to be overflowing so that when there are people that do come into your life, you do kind of zap you a bit or need a bit from you you've got enough in you to give it if that Mm. makes sense but then once that interaction or whatever it is has happened giving yourself some space and time to be like okay (laughs) I, I need to go and take some time out or I need to go and make myself a cup of tea or whatever it is that you feel you need to do to fill yourself back up again so it's identifying those needs to make you feel good and keep doing it so that you're not going to get sucked into something that makes you feel like you're going to be a bit of a you know you try so hard not to swear (laughs) (laughs) that's good i understand completely (laughs) Um, and one final question we've talked about how we can help ourselves and our colleagues and things like that and that's of course really helpful i'm wondering from like a leadership aspect perhaps we've got slt you know it's a lot of pressure from yeah. up above. And I don't mean yeah. just SLT. I mean, like from the government, like you say, yes. workload. So yes. what can we do as leaders? What can we do for our team to support our staff and make sure that they're okay? That's such a good question. And I, I'm not in a leadership role, but as a member of staff, feeling like you are cared about makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. So when my head teacher comes and sees me and asks me about how I'm doing and just takes an interest in me, that makes such a difference because I feel like I'm cared for. I feel like she notices me and I feel like she is going to be there for me if anything were to happen. And it could be that there are days where you need um, a day off to go and see your child's nativity play or you need to go and do this. One of my old head teachers would let you have a day for you. So one of my friends would go and watch Wimbledon and little things like Mm. that. It really meant a lot. So getting to know your staff on a personal level, I know that can be really difficult in big schools. But making your staff aware that you are there for them, you care for them, and you will always be there for them no matter what, that makes a real big difference. Because I've been in a position where I haven't felt like I can approach my SLT or approach the head teacher because of one thing or another. And it's really difficult because, like you said, you know, you've got all these high expectations and it goes from the top and it works its way down, doesn't it? Oh, it, it? gets so, heavier the lower it gets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I know it's difficult as a teacher, but then I also know 
as a head teacher or a member of SLT, there are also going to be difficulties in their job because they're being given these messages to do this, do that. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. You know? It's not an easy job. Been there, no, done that. I can't even imagine it. And I wouldn't want it for myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest, anyone who does it, honestly, hats off to you. Yes. I know I would not be able to do that. But I think you being a good role model and looking after your well-being and taking care of yourself, showing how important your life is will have an impact on those around you as well, you know. Totally. I love it. So to finish, yes. I want to ask you about you specifically, you know, in terms of your well-being journey and your business, what kind of things do you offer? Because I really want people to know about this. You know, they want to carry on or they even want to start their well-being journey. Mm. What kind of things do you support your clients with? Wow, I mean, there's so many things I could be like, right, this is what you can do. You can do this, this, yeah. this. But then I'm also really conscious I don't want to overwhelm people because yeah. you're already in a tough job, a stressful <laughs> job. If I were to reel off, do this, do this, do this, it would be like, oh, too overwhelming. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So yeah. with, with what I offer, I do, we go deep into the person. <laughs> because you're not just a teacher, are you? You're a right. person. And we want to make you the person happy so that you are enjoying your work life but you're also enjoying your personal life because it's a nice balance when you've got that that's your happiness so I I do offer I've got a lovely Facebook group you do it's nice because we get to share stories like oh is anyone having a problem with it yes yes we are (laughs) (laughs) and I've also started doing something called um a daily well-being reminder on whatsapp oh so each day I just send like a little message of something that you can do or something for you to think about um which can support you in your well-being so that's something new that I started and I also offer a one-to-one coaching and mentoring happy teacher course as well which has been fabulous and some of those clients then have gone on to work with me for 12 months and still reaping the rewards of being a happy teacher which is wonderful where and then there's other people who have done the happy teacher course and they're like Jess I feel amazing I'm ready to go and fly now into the world of <laughs> into my school and share all my well-being knowledge you know so oh. it is amazing with the people I've worked with and what's been going on the last three years and you know, my mission really is to get up into government and make some changes in education there. We actually need some teachers in there, you know. Yeah, I'm literally, I'm, I'm going to get a, a picket and be like, campaign for Jess into the government, please. The happy teacher party. Oh my God, the happy teacher party. Oh, wow. I love that. The happy, the happy teacher, party. teacher party. Mate, okay. I feel like... <laughs> We've started something. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get a lot of votes. All right. The happy teacher party. Yes. Vote Jess. I love that. Done. I might even change so my good. Facebook group name to that now. I do it. That. Do it. Oh my gosh. When you become prime minister, just just say, your girl Shana helped you out with the name. That's all yeah, I need. Babes. Your babes. <laughs> You'll be my deputy. Oh, oh my God. Straight pressure. Oh, oh, I'll try my best, babe. But this is it. This is fun. This is what it's about. It's about supporting yeah. each other. And I think Jess as well, what's really lovely about you is Obviously, you're just lovely and I love your energy. And But you get it. You've been there and also you're still doing it. And there's nothing worse than someone telling you how to do something when you have yeah. no idea. They have no I idea know. what they're talking about. I know. <coughs> Government. <coughs> so know. to have someone who really understands, it just means something. It just hits on a different level, doesn't it? And you totally get it. And you're down to earth. You're lovely. You've got some really Thank good you. ideas. And 
just thank you for coming. It's been really lovely. Thank you for having me. I've loved it. Are you all right to play a quick game before we oh, go? Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Of course. This is a happy teacher. You know, we must end on happy notes. Okay. <laughs> so we always do a would you rather teacher edition. Okay. And we yeah. want to test and see see what you want to want to choose between so number one's always the same would you rather tea or coffee coffee oh why um i don't know it just hits something in my soul i'm like <laughs> oh yes but that first sip yeah. you're like boom <laughs> yeah but then there are times where i'm like it's got to be a cup of tea Mm, you know yeah. that there are certain times or occasions something's happened it's like oh it's, and it's got to be a yorkshire tea <gasps> gotta be a proper oh. brew oh here we go we're starting oh. a debate oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should have done which tea <laughs> this I or love that it. this is it i can't even think of any i'm just a great tea person i love tea <laughs> We'll do that for the next time, all right? There we go. <laughs> okay, number two. Would you rather... This is a well-being one. I like this one. Like it. Would you rather dance for your well-being or yeah. journal? Oh, right? Sure, that's a tough one. I mean, they're not meant to be easy. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> really got me. Isn't it? I really love both of them. Dancing is the I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with dancing because there's nothing yes. better than dancing to Beyonce. Oh, stop, Queen B. Yeah, She can turn your mood around. Even when I'm in the car and she comes on, I'm like, pow. Yeah. <laughs> in the car. Uh, yes. <laughs> do you know, it's nothing, isn't it? It's like, you know when you do your cleaning, you put music on to help you clean because yeah. it gives you your mood. So like, yes, like, yes dance, the, dance yes. the feels out. That's another good one. So making a playlist of all your favourite songs, like when you're having a rubbish day, like, you know, sometimes you just wake up in the morning and you're like evil. Oh, yeah. Stick that playlist on, on your way to work. You'll be buzzing when you get there. I love that idea. Do you know yeah, what? I feel like one. we should make like a Twinkle Early Years happy <gasps> playlist. Like it. So many ideas, Jess. I'm yes. loving this. I'm yes. loving this. Okay. I like that idea. Last but certainly not least. Yes. Okay. Would you rather a staycation or a cruise? Oh, I've never been on a cruise, have you? Nor me, but I really love the idea of it, like going to sleep and then waking up somewhere different. Mm. I love that idea. And they look amazing, don't they? They do, but I might get a bit seasick. I'm worried about my sea legs. Yeah, but then there's the other side of me. He is maybe a little bit hippified, loves camping, being outdoors, out in the forest and stuff. I think I'm going to go with staycation, you know? I'm with you. Have you tried forest bathing? I love forest bathing. It is my favourite thing. I love it. Isn't it just so, like, guys, well-being, try some forest bathing. Yes. <gasps> yeah. Divine. Apparently, in Japan, they prescribe forest bathing for people Shut who the feel, front door. Yeah, for people who are feeling low. Okay, let's all move to Japan. That is an... Inf- <laughs> I love that. I think I need a prescription. Yeah. Like... Twice a week. Okay, great. Yeah. And do you know what? Before I even knew about forest bathing, instinctively, when I was going through that bad time, I instinctively would go to the forest mm-hmm. and walk. And then it was like, you know, later on I discovered about forest bathing and the benefits of it. But my body instinctively was like, let's go to the forest. And it's just something about nature, isn't it? There getting is. It, literally getting back to your roots is just grounding. Yeah, yeah. All the puns, all the puns. Love it. Oh, 
Oh, Jess, it's been so lovely to have you. Thank you so much for spending Thank time you. with me. I Thank hope it won't be the last time. Hopefully um, not. But if our listeners want to find more about what you do, they want yeah. to have a chat with you, where can yeah. we find you on social media? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm Jessica Joan Coach. And then my Facebook group, if you click on my profile, you can link that then and go to my Facebook group, uh, which is called the Happy Teachers Club. But potentially will now be called the Happy Teacher Party. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Things might be growing. I love it. I love it. And I'll put all of your links in our episode description as well. Yes. So you're just a click away. Yes. I love it. Well, I'll let you go. You are amazing. Thanks, Beau. Just keep doing just keep doing you. You do, do it. Like, you do. You do. You're doing amazing. You do job. you, babes. You do yes. you. Look at all this yes. love. I'm loving this love. <laughs> <laughs> Have a lovely day, my dear. And I hope Thank to see you, you soon. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jess. Um, I hope you really enjoyed listening to Jess. She's got that really happy energy, hasn't she? No wonder she's the happy teacher coach. (laughs) And I really do think we should get a Twinkle Talks EYFS happy playlist. That would be really cool, right? If you've got a song that really just gets you in the mood and makes you feel upbeat and happy and ready for the day, send me a message and let me know and I'll make a playlist and we'll help each other be happy together. So that's the end of today's episode. But before we go, I really want to tell you about something exciting that is coming up. I've been working on this for a while and I'm proud to announce that we're going to be doing a mini series for the next couple of episodes. And the mini series will be called Early Years Around the World. So every episode, I'm going to be talking to someone who has or is teaching early years in a different country. I've always been really fascinated with how other countries do early years and what it looks like for different settings and for different parts of the world. And I'm so lucky to have an amazing lineup of practitioners who have taught around the world. We're going to be talking to people from countries such as Australia, Romania, Mexico, South Africa. Honestly, I feel like I've got at least someone from every continent. Well, maybe not Antarctica, but you you get me. So I'm really excited to kick things off next episode with Stacy from Twinkle Australia. She's going to tell us all about how early years works in Australia. And what's really exciting as well is some of these episodes in the mini series will be on TikTok live. So if you are not following us on TikTok already, go into TikTok, hit that follow button, sign up to the events of our lives. If you don't know where to find us on TikTok, there is also a link to our TikTok in the episode description. But honestly, I'm so excited to talk to these people and just learn what other people do in different countries when it comes to early years. How cool is that? But that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to see you next time to start our mini series of early years around the world. Have a great day. So that's it from today's episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you really enjoyed it. If you would like to get involved or would like to know more, come and find us on our social media sites. We have a Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok account. All of the details will be in the description. And whatever you're doing, I hope you have a great day today. Bye.